A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, welcome to the Naked Professors podcast with me, Matt Johnson and Ben Bidwell. Um, today, Ben, don't we have a, a very special guest, uh, a friend of mine, Laura Whitmore. We do, and what what I love, we're on. What are we on? Episode seven or something like that. We're now? up there in the sevens. We are, aren't we? Yeah. Um, each one brings something different, and Laura did that again with us today. Um, really balanced. What a lovely sort of balanced attitude she's got to life. Very yeah. grounded. It was really interesting because Laura hasn't got a specific thing that we all know about. Like you know, there's, there was no big battle with depression, anxiety, or addiction or anything. Laura's attitude towards mental health is is very very balanced and, and very positive and very interesting. And and what was great to talk to her about the responsibility of people in the in the public eye, uh, and as well and how important she feels role models are as she's a UNICEF ambassador. And, and what I liked about this especially is what we're going for then. We were talked and we had a discussion about mental health for over an hour. It was a beautiful thing, wasn't it? Completely. And she's got a lovely attitude to things like kindness. You know, fundamentally, I think she's, she just wants people, humanity, to be good people. She wants to work hard and be nice and be kind. And it's quite a simple philosophy, I think, mm. that really seems to work very well for her. Yeah. So here we go. Um, this is Laura Whitmore on the Naked Professors podcast. Welcome to the Naked Professors studio, Laura Whitmore. Who's fully dressed high. <laughs> yes, you are. You didn't read the memo, Sorry. did you, Laura? No. It's, it's really cold outside. It is nippy. Goose pimples everywhere. Nippy is, is the right word to use. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for having me. No problem it's at all. How, how are you today? Yeah, not too bad. Um... Good. I've told you my whole drama this morning. Uh, was at the NTAs last night and then had five builders arrive to my house at half seven this morning. <laughs> and I think I got out of bed at 29 minutes past seven. <laughs> so I'm a little bit flustered this morning. That's many ladies' dream, by uh, the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, not so much. I've got a toilet outside my front door at the moment. Oh, bless you. Yeah. You've got construction work going yeah. on. It's a bit stressful in January, especially in this temperature. It's really cold oh, to have the front you. door open all the time. But you've I can't a, complain. I'm very, very happy. You've got a dunny. Like in Australia. Yeah, I know. Pretty much outside. <laughs> or in Luke. Wales, we call it a teabach, a little house outside. That sounds nicer. Teabach. Yeah. Call it a teabach. You just spat I like on that me, bit at the end. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome. Some Laura, people like that. Laura, Ben, Ben, Laura. This is the yeah, first time Hi, you Ben. It yes, hey, it Laura. is. It's a pleasure it's to meet just, you in the flesh. Uh, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, I look forward to um, trying to take you into saying deep things that you're not used to saying. I know. That's my I, plan. I do have a habit of talking too much, though, sometimes, so oh, no I'm forgetting way. where I am. Especially, I know Matt for years now, yeah. so, I mean, we've had many conversations. We have, actually. Revealing conversations. Well, yeah, we have revealing conversations. We, we have gone a little bit deep. Yeah. We don't like small talk, necessarily, no. do we? There's plenty of that in our industry. Yeah. And we, we have discussed many different things, but we have had a conversation recently about uh, a, a, fee, a woman's place in the media and the reaction yeah. that, that you guys have especially and the, the lack of respect I'd say from media outlets I think I think um, the last 12 months anyway has been brilliant as a female in the industry and and I've been very lucky and I've always talked about this I started working um, my first TV job was MTV 10 years ago and I, I talk about women in the industry you know your first guest on the show is Davina McCall who's someone mm. I looked up to and as a female on TV learning that you could be the lead anchor because some, you know, you watch a lot of TV shows, they'd have the girl as the bit on the side. And, and I think I grew up with these strong females on, on television, like the Cat Dealies and the Holly Willoughby's mm. and the Fern Cottons. And 
Ada Bowman's and stuff where where I, you know, there was a few jobs and you know, that would come up where it'd be like, oh, we'd have the girl that would be. And I was like, no, I will not be the girl, the token girl. And But I think the last 12 months has been really exciting um, for females in the industry and and stuff that we put up with that like, I put up with a lot of things because I thought that's just the way it was. And I don't want to jump straight into it, but just, for example, like the upskirting thing. Like for years, I just got out of a car with my knees together and kind of crawled on the ground. And <laughs> I, I remember once a mutual friend of ours, Azim, was like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, just in case anyone tries to take a picture of my skirt. But that was something I just thought was acceptable. I just thought that was the way it was. Rather than go, hold on a second. How, why is that allowed? Like, Imagine if some man went up mm. the street and did that, which it turns out, does happen actually to uh, to happen to a lot of girls and only now in the last you know this year it's become illegal but I thought that was what the industry was um because there was an I acceptance because I didn't too. know any any other way so is it almost a sense of being objectified you know when people are trying to get these images of you it's yeah and and it's a weird one as well and I don't know maybe you guys get it I only know it from a female point of view but I I remember writing an article last year for Huffington Post kind of just about how women are portrayed in the media and then I had such you know an overwhelming amount of support on Twitter but I remember you only remember the bad ones I remember one woman who who was you know very good job um kind of in the public eye more in sports um but you know and it was a strong female who tweeted to, to me saying oh yeah but you posed for FHM so you can't really complain about a guy taking a picture up your skirt getting out of a car outside your oh, house really? and I remember being really hurt and about that being like oh so because I have chosen to you know, go to a studio and do a shoot 10 years ago when I was working for MTV you know it's like you guys you know I can see lovely pictures of you naked there yes. does that mean that someone can come into your house and take a picture of you in the shower no it doesn't I was going to say we're in trouble Matt <laughs> <laughs> this is the precedent but, but, but you know what I, mean, I don't know if guys get it the same way and I, I remember thinking you know we the same thing with girls who wear short skirts and we've seen things in the press where you know with cases um, rape cases where they're like well she was wearing a thong and she was and you know we really have to kind of redefine how we view women and how we speak about them and what is asking for it and what is not because I don't think anyone's ever asking for it do, do you feel that because there's a lot of conversation about masculinity and we've got the Gillette yeah. advert and everything do you feel yeah. that this is almost getting passed by a little bit and are you are you, in a, are you positioning yourself that, that this is something you're really passionate about that actually yeah I suppose you can only talk about what you know and um, so I you know I'll talk a lot about female issues but I don't really know except from like you know my friends and my boyfriend and think like guys go through really tough times as well and I, I think sometimes I'm so much in my little bubble of what I what I have to face and that's all I know so all I can talk about is what I know and what affects me and what I see is affecting people around me um but I don't know, I just think the last 12 months, I don't know what it's for you guys, but there's such a shift and there's such a a, a change of consciousness um, of, of what's okay and what's not okay. And that's that's not blame putting blame on other people, that's myself. I'm like, why was I putting up with that? Mm. Because mm. I didn't really know I had an option, I guess. Well, it's down to people like you talking openly about it. Yeah, and what, what really got me was, um, there's a brilliant girl, Gina Martin, and she's the one who actually, you know, went to court and really pushed for the bill to, to go through and, and she wasn't in the media she was a girl at a festival who I think these guys came over and hit on her and she wasn't really interested and then I think one of them took a picture when she was like up her skirt or something and then were passing it around on a WhatsApp group and she kind of went to I think uh, the security or police at that festival and complained but there's actually nothing legally that you can do there's, it's not a legal 
to take that picture and pass it around. So it was actually her who pushed it through. And I, I was kind of thinking about girls in the industry because that's what I've seen. Um, and, you know, you see the contrast between talking about the Me Too movement, but then a lot of tabloids. I remember a picture of me getting out of the car holding my dog and a bag and my skirt must have got caught as I was turning the bag around and they printed that picture. I was mortified. Like, it's so embarrassing. And I remember thinking, but I didn't want to tweet about it or give out about it because then people would see the picture and I was drawing more attention to it. But at some stage, you have to draw attention to the problem, even if it's embarrassing, just to to stop it. I remember we were in the paper and I put you into a cannon at V Festival. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the days. That was fun. That was fun. That, that I don't know what the story that, was. Yeah, but but that was um that was con- that was like mutual consent. <laughs> I agreed to be put in the cannon. Exactly. You agreed to put me in the cannon. I, I, I did ask you, and I made you sign a form. I feel, if you remember. Difference. Yeah, uh, but um, I, I wasn't a working cannon. I just feel like I should point. Out to <laughs> it wasn't a real. Cannon. I didn't go flying in the air. It was a full cannon, <laughs> everybody. Um, but going back to what you said, I think Ben, ben and I, we were talking about this recently, um, about um, how it makes people actually feel in that moment when when uh, people disrespect you. Yeah. How, how does it make you feel? It's because I'm quite a strong person and I have a voice, but then sometimes, I don't know, if you get knocked or if something like that, I mean, something like that happens, a picture that's printed and you're mortified, you don't really talk about it. Um, and there's a few things that have happened, you know, how girls are talked about. Like, I was, God, I was talking to someone about this last night. You know, you, you you work at something, you do a TV show. And as a female, I felt a lot of us talking about what you're wearing or who you possibly could be dating or talking, you know, talking mm. to. If you're, a, you know, if you're a guy, you know, you're this hero. If you're a girl, you're a slut. You know, and that, that was, mm. I saw for me that the difference of how men and women were portrayed in the media. If it was a guy with loads of different girlfriends, if it's if it's a girl who's you know in any way talking to a man, so, you know it's it's just different, differently portrayed. I can I hear you. Um, I, I was portrayed as a Lothario the one. Yeah, you're, I remember but you fun of me. But Lothario, you're kind of a yeah, hey Lothario, oh, bullfighter. You, I'm, yeah, I'm up there. Oh, you're I've up seen there. Three girls at the same time. Yeah, and it's like Absolute go you. Rubbish. If it was a female, she's slut. a slut. Unfortunately, so. Mm. It's massive, isn't it? I, I talked about this actually one, um, with the Gillette advert in, in this whole yeah. aspect of masculinity. But yeah. the, the reason I, th- I see huge positives in it is because as a boy growing up, I aspired to be that guy who got all the girls to be the big, strong guy, to be the tough one. That was what that was what I was yeah. idolizing, you know, and, and, and what the me too, sorry, the um, Gillette advert is, yeah. is doing is I for me trying to encourage men to be kind. Yeah. To, to be good people, to yeah. be to be good for humanity, and I think I no one sounds stupid, but I didn't ever think in my head growing up as a man to be kind, to be nice to people. It was about being tough, strong, and getting the girls. Yeah, and that is, I think, really important. And actually, I don't know what it was like being as a girl when you yeah. were growing up. What what was your? What, what, did you have a perception? Because you, you talked about how. Do, do you know what's interesting as well? Because looking to the other side, I've got two younger brothers. Um, and a way I feel I probably had it easier than them because I remember and I'd have it out with my father who's an incredible man but he'd say things like if my brother was upset oh you know you know strong men don't cry and stuff but I'd probably be allowed to be more sensitive and so I probably had it easier in that regard um, and and I think I think a lot of things to, uh, to do with how you raise your children because a lot of boys probably didn't a lot of guys like, walking home at night sometimes I might feel a bit 
intimidated if there's a group of guys and they they don't mean anything by it but they might shout at me or they might make a comment and mm. it's even that old um, stereotypical view of, of builders shouting at you which happens and then yeah. I've, then someone's saying the day when they don't shout at you you feel terrible but like you know you feel a bit mm. silly and embarrassed if someone shouts something at you but then I think you have to look about men need to look at they don't realise that maybe they're making a female uncomfortable they probably don't realise that because maybe they grew up thinking this is how I have to behave so I think we have to kind of go back to the beginning and and kind of reteach and relearn. Educate. Educate, yeah, which I think, uh, I, my opinion on the Gillette advert is exactly that. Yeah. You know, if you were offended by it, and if you thought they were making um, an example of you, maybe you should reassess a few things. And it's just words mean things. Actions uh, yeah. have, take but, responsibility for the words. And we also, ha- we each have a responsibility for ourselves. We can't just, like, necessarily, like blame one product or one particular campaign as yeah. there's so many campaigns that are wrong out there and, and so many campaigns that are great but I think as individuals we all have a responsibility for ourselves yeah. and we were in a culture where it's very easy to, to blame, be outraged be outraged and yeah. blame someone else and mm-hmm. be shocked and horrified but we have to kind of come back on ourselves and go well what can I do to improve with the people in my life and the men in my life and the females in my life and um, you know I'm very lucky to even like even with my brothers and my father, like my my dad comes from, you know, a, a background where he was raised by my granddad, who was probably a very tough, strong male. He was a builder, and you know, and my dad had to, you know, do a very specific, had a very mm. specific role, you know, and he'd bring in the money, and this is yeah. what he had to do. And um, I th- I think it's hard because you have to kind of go back and and reteach. As I said, when my dad makes little comments, I'll be like, hold on now, yeah. Um, what do you mean by that? And he doesn't mean anything by but it. You, and, but yeah, you that have happened to, the generation before. Like, yeah. You can't say that, Nan. We're yeah. not allowed to say that yeah. anymore. Oh, okay. But they it's don't mean it. But, but it's not necessarily, it's I just, don't think when he says things, he doesn't. that's just how his head works. But it's my job nearly. Your parents teach you things, but now I think we need to teach them as well. Mm. And the education is all there. I think the the acceptance that your your words mean something and the responsibility that should come with that yeah. is really apparent. And yeah. I think your role models and, and people are all around us constantly. Yeah. And I, as somebody who's there on on a street shouting "Oi, oi, sexy" or something to you. Yeah. I just think there might be a kid around or uh, something. I, that, be be a grown be up grown about up. it. I had one guy say something. I think he thought like. He was complimenting me, but he, I don't know why he said, well, he was not prepared from what he got from me because I was not in the mood that day. It's like, what makes you think you can say that to me? And what does that mean when you say that? And he was just like, oh, no. Oh, sorry. And he's like, oh, you're one of those feminists. So that's a bad thing. Don't even get me started. Should have called his bluff. I go, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, upstairs yeah, two I'll minutes. To your place. Just have a quickie, come on. He wouldn't be able to cope. Good God, no, absolutely. When faced with it, it's like any troll online, you know, if you actually say, oh, I know. hang on, okay, as the car park, five minutes, this see you there. Oh, no, I'm. I'm just trying to get a rise out of you. Like, yeah, I think words... and, I, and I sometimes I always think I don't know how you guys deal with Twitter and social and things like that. And I I had this thing in my head where I didn't reply to anything. If there's anything negative, I was like, I don't want to kind of mm. go down to that level. And I remember, as if you know, Roshan Connerty, brilliant comedian, and Jesus, oh, I just tell them to fuck off. And I thought, <laughs> brilliant. Like I haven't tried that before. I might give that a go. My yeah. mom doesn't like that, but sometimes it has to be done. It depends what they say. Yeah. And, and what is... Uh, actually, I, want, I really want to talk about yeah. idolising people and role models and stuff because you had wonderful people, Davina McCall, Edith Bowman, all the gang, Kat Dealey, amazing mm-hmm. presenter. Um, these guys were all... And, and, and the, the age of feminism was dawning when we were both growing up in that 80s, 90s period. Uh, how much of a responsibility do you feel that's on your shoulders now to be a role model for others being in your position? Uh, 
God. It's, I, I think, I think I grew up in um, a single parent with just my mom. So my dad's in my life. I grew up with just my mom. My mom worked every day. She's very independent. And I remember when I first got the MTV job and, you know, you get like a little bit of a following and, and people not listen a lot to what you say. But, you know, you, you, you get a platform that you do an interview or you do a podcast like this. And my mom, kind of a bit like Superman, you know, comes great responsibility. But she just said, you've got a voice, so think about what you say, yeah. everything that you say. So that's always, you know, stood to me. And I, I always think back on what she said. Um, so I think, yeah, I think there is a responsibility. Um, but you're an ambassador now for UNICEF. For UNICEF, yeah. Um, and But that's something that's very authentic to me and something that I care about. Probably, you know, young girls especially, and I've been mm. sponsoring a little girl um, for about seven years now. Um, but that's, I don't know, I just feel I've been very, very blessed and lucky with, with opportunities um, that not everyone else gets. Um, and, you know, you can work as hard as you want and you can be as good as you are, but you need luck and you need opportunity. And and I, I'll never forget, um, I think it was about th- three years ago, 2016, I was, um, I was in Nepal with UNICEF and I met this girl and I'm a bit of a positive, like everybody achieve your goals and you can do what you want to do. And I was in the school, I was talking to these girls, really smart girls, um, and we're in a place which, you know, had been affected by this earthquake. There was no running water, but the whole point was trying to get girls back to school because a lot of girls, once they leave school, they're helping at home. They don't get to go back. And I remember talking to this girl and I was like, what do you want to do when you're older? And she's like, well, I'd love to be a doctor, but that's not going to happen. And I'm it's like, no, you can do whatever you want to do. And she was, she looked at me and she was like, well, that's easy for you to say, mm. but we don't have money. I have to, I've got like sisters I need to look after. And she was so honest and it was horrible, but I, in my head, I was like, well, you're right. Yeah. You, you, you're not going to get to go to that university because you have to do all this other stuff. And I think I've been very lucky that I've, I've had this mother who's like, you can do whatever you want to do. And But I've also had the opportunity to do that. Um, and that's why, and that for me was a real, real learning curve because I've kind of been in the bubble of yeah you can achieve your goals but there's also that realism that people have to face every day and I think looking at that and and I don't doubt that girl will go on to do good things because she was she was so smart and so on it but she has to work a lot harder than the rest of us here it's something that we're quite aware of, aren't we? Because it's very easy for us, Matt and I, you know, yeah. these conversations every time and, and preaching these messages. Of and you have an outlet health. to talk about it. Yeah. We're, we're very lucky, you know, and there's a lot of people, like you say, in the same situation as the girl, who it's, it's not quite so easy. Uh, and the, I guess our response to it is that what we can do, there are some things that we can control, mm-hmm. you know, and there are lots of things you can't control. And, and, and they are, unfortunately, some people have, have more opportunity than others. And it, it, that's the way it is. But there are other things that you can control internally. And I think what we'll always ask of everyone is to try and do their best with the things that they can control. And, yeah, and I think that that's where we can cont- take a little bit more control of our life. You know, that our attitude is something yeah. purely that we have within ourselves that is purely mm-hmm. our control um, things like kindness you know being kind to people can build great connections and relationships um, you talk all about kindness the, 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 these yeah. things are things that we can we can give to people without any cost we don't need anyone else um, and there's a lot more and I think Matt and I are going to go into more details on this on, on other conversations when we, we have a guest but this is something that's really important um, because it, it it is tough when you see people and they don't have the same opportunity as you and you're standing there passing a message on but let's try and 
Well, it's, it's about understanding, and, and yeah. I think yeah, it, everybody has their own journey. Everybody's better off. There's always somebody worse worse off than you, etc. Mm. It's what telling you someone's there, story as well, though, telling their story yeah. because yeah. that maybe will get other people involved, and maybe that particular school will get more funding. And I don't know, but it's yeah. I just think communication, what you guys are doing totally. now, is just so more powerful Education, than anything else. Yeah. Discussion, the normalizing of any stigma, yeah. getting rid of any stigma attached to any situation. It's just, it's a long process. And yeah. I think the awareness, like what you've realized and what we've, we've realized over the last few weeks is that everybody has a different process. Everybody's in different stages of their mental health, etc. Yeah. and their social Even situation. Even in a day, like mental health changes so much in a day. Like yeah. my mood can change so much over. And you said simple things, kindness. And I could wake up in a really bad mood or, you know, and then it could take something really small and suddenly I feel happy again. And mm. it could be just the postman being nice, I don't know, or well, catching him before my, I went to work. Mine weirdly is if I get, I love coffee, go for a coffee yeah. in the morning. If I ask them how they are yeah. and then we say, oh yeah, have a great day, have a great day. And, and then you think, we've had a little bit of interaction. Yeah. We've tried and now I've gone off with my coffee and I feel good about that. It's the small things do you, for me. Do you know what's the most important thing? Eye contact. People don't make yeah. eye contact with each other. A lot of people, you know, when you're in a shop buying something, your head's down. And it makes such yes. a difference. And to actually look at someone and say thank you. Because some people go, thank you, throw it away, eyes down. On your phone. On your phone. Off. Yeah. And um, just that, I don't know, connection with a human being, another yeah. human being, even if it's for a second. Eye contact. And I remember like moving from Ireland 10 years ago to London. And like at home, when you get the bus, you say thank you, bus driver. Like that's what you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, drive. Yeah, cheers, driver. Like that's what yeah. you'd always <laughs> do. It's very well. Cheers, bud. I remember like getting the bus and then say, "Oh, thanks, bus driver," and he looked at me like I was going to mug him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't trust me. I still do it now to this day. You yeah. know, but when we walk on to the bus, very people. It's not. It's as if there isn't even a driver. People just walk on. Yeah. You don't yeah. even acknowledge. You know, I always try and specifically for my own personal standards because I yeah. want to feel good yeah. about the person I am. I'll thank him whether he's listening to or not. Make you feel better as well. This is what I mean. I do it. We talk about this a lot, Matt. It's almost selfie behaviour. I'm trying to impress myself. Yeah. You know, because I want to feel good about the person I am, and and kindness, being nice to people, all these things make you feel good about who you are. And sometimes there are people out there who are really kind and think they're kind, but they're not doing these little things. And it doesn't mean that they're unkind, but you know, I know people out there who are lovely, but just don't think. Mm. And it's just that not thinking for, and then not making the eye contact or you know being a little bit rude to an Uber driver or and only simple yeah. little things because you're yes. and yeah. sometimes people are stressed about something else or they're thinking about oh, I'm late for this meeting but you yeah. kind of forget where you are in the now and I think it's so important to just be in the now it, it being takes present, a second that's exactly my my uh, realisation that being present and in that moment is yeah. me saying how are you today mm-hmm. Thank, I'll, I'll have a black coffee please thank yeah. you What? any plans after work oh not, nothing really and then sometimes they give it for free that's a little tip for you all <laughs> no, um, just have that little interaction maybe for you for Matt me. Johnson <laughs> yeah, you know, for me that little interaction can go a long way for me definitely yeah. whether it's for them I'm not sure but it's just the small things sprinkle that stuff everywhere yeah. it's do, free. doing it with meaning as well you know actually listening when you, people go oh, how are you doing and just looking away and you're not you're not actually asking yeah. them how they you know really meaning when you thank someone thank you so much I really appreciate it actually yeah. I mean well, yeah. I'm just chucking it out there because it's just words think, otherwise exactly it's doing things with purpose and meaning I think yeah. if, you, if you're being kind because you want to be kind because you think it make you feel good it won't work yeah. you're being kind because you genuinely yeah. feel it and mean it it does make you feel good naturally yeah 
You said something quite interesting a moment ago that you sprinkle that love and you try and um, mm-hmm. educate people when you go away uh, with Nepal and yeah. you say, come on, you could be anything yeah, you want yeah. to be. And that attitude, uh, I've seen with you, you've yeah. been very spiritual for a while yeah. and uh, your jewellery collection kind of epitomises <laughs> that. You can see the like, chakras. Well, I like, yeah, and I like quotes. Oh, God, I yeah. love a quote. You love, do oh, love a quote. Oh, I love a quote. But, I love a song lyric. Yeah. You know, it, where does that come from? Are these, sometimes these quotes, are they for you um, or for everybody? My mom is quite into man- mantras and stuff like that. My mom is quite spiritual, so I kind of grew up in that environment. And actually, maybe growing up in, and I did like a little radio doc about this, about, you know, religion and the importance of religion. I grew up in Catholic Ireland. And I think it's it doesn't matter what religion you are, but having something in your life somehow to connect with. Uh, and for me, that could be everything from, I don't know, Bikram yoga or having a bit of meditation, or it could be going to mass on Christmas Day because it's a community feel. I need something in my life that going connects to the football. it. Going to the football with a group of people, going to a gig. Belonging. Belonging, being yes. part of a crowd. And, you know, I, I remember going to see Rolling Stones last summer and it's like being in that crowd. That's a religious experience. All facing that one direction mm. and all singing the same song lyrics. There's something religious in that. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, I really like song lyrics and quotes. And I think the power of music is incredible because you... Again, there's that really funny scene in um, Father Ted with Tommy Tiernan where he's really happy and they're playing happy music and then he gets on a bus and they're playing Radiohead and he gets depressed again. <laughs> but the power of a song, yeah. you know, that brings back a memory. Um, I think it's really important to to have these sprinkled in your in your life as well. And, and that's why I think it's really important to have that community feel. If you're not religious, go to a gig, go to a football match, find it somehow else. Find your class. tribe. Yeah, find, find your, your tribe, tribe. exactly. Yeah. Mm. I think especially in cities, I've found that. you It's just an amalgamation of people that have come from Ireland, Wales, or yeah. outside of London, all struggling. And you have your urban family. Yeah, you, you find your little guys. Family, yeah. yeah, and that uh, you can trust. And you need these pockets of communities everywhere you go. And uh, Ben, you take lots of classes and breathing classes. And it's it's beyond what you're doing there sometimes. It's the, it's the community spirit you have there, isn't it? It is. And it, the, the big part for me, when I do those things, because I'm passionate about them, I love them it's the people that you meet to tend to be in the same space yeah. yeah so it's when you, you when you really are authentic and you do things perhaps that the average person doesn't do but it's your thing you really like it actually then you meet people who are really special in that space and, and like-minded and like completely i remember when i um finished secondary school and i was going to do my degree um but it was a different part it was like i kind of live in wicklow but it's south of dublin and it was north dublin so i ended up living on res um, and it was like, you know, a four-year degree and I moved away from home and I remember being so lonely because I didn't know anyone else in the university. Um, the one or two people I knew weren't living in that area. So like, I'd go and do my classes and then I'd come home um, to this tiny little bed, like it was literally like a bed sit and you'd share like a kitchen with someone else. I remember being so lonely and going, oh my God, is this the next four years? And then I went to Clubs and Socks Day and I joined the drama society and I joined the debating society and every society that I could join. But drama is the one I locked into and I just found my tribe. I found people who liked the same things as me and I was okay. But I was really worried for the first few weeks. I was like, oh God, this is what my life is going to be. But, but you just have to, as you said, find your, find this, your tribe. This happens not just in cities, in, in, in the suburbs as well. There's, there's a lack of jobs um, for mm. lots of people in uh, working class areas. Yeah. And then when you have no purpose and no tribe then from your, from your job, etc., um, there are issues with 
people having a, a lack of belonging and purpose, etc. Purpose, and, yeah. yeah. Purpose is so important. Yeah. And, and I, I used to go to a boxing club and, and that was my kind of, in my 20s, living yeah. in the city, went there. Such a wonderful, diverse group of people and it was our club and it meant a lot to us. And that's deteriorating in areas around the UK and that these places, rugby clubs, boxing clubs, for me, I'm going to yeah. talk about the sports, but you know, drama society. sports societies is the same as, the yeah, wayside. the same thing. And um, there's, the, I think, as well as there's there's plenty of opportunity to do that in the cities mm-hmm. we must be mindful that there's people out there that desperately need to feel that they're a part of something and mm. also um i've noticed this recently as well mainly my friends who are dating um this ghosting thing or not replying to messages and i've had a few friends who it really affects if someone texts you just text them back do you know yeah. within mm. reason unless they're a stalker and then you can block them <laughs> but no but you know like we have we're all so busy busy or I didn't get to text that person back or I didn't and sometimes people can be reaching out to you and you don't realise it and it could just be like a, hey how are you we must get coffee we live in an industry where everyone says we must get coffee and nobody ever gets coffee like, we've probably <laughs> done it as well Matt but do you know we have this talk, but try and make time for people and just yeah, I was talking. If you're going to say it, mean it. It mean goes back it. to saying uh, thank yeah. you very much and meaning it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just words. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But I don't know, like, especially in places like London, and, you know, I've got a lot of girlfriends on the dating scene. And and I remember, like, something like, oh, I just didn't bother replying to him. I'm like, just say if you're not interested. I don't know. There's this ghosting thing. We have this culture where we just ignore people. It's yeah. the throwaway culture. And it starts yeah. with clothes, you know. You buy yeah, it for like two ways. Away. And, and it, it transcends then as dating. I mean, it, you, it goes you know back that to affects. personal standards for me because yeah. again, it's, it's easier not to reply, isn't it? The easy thing, oh, I don't need and to people expect it. Yeah, now, it's just fine. Yeah, exactly. But your personal standards, be kind, be honest. Mm. You know, just say. It's, it's, do you know what? Just say, oh, it's um, not going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. If you want to lie, say you've met someone else. I don't know. You've gone back with your ex. But just this ghosting thing, like as though someone's not important enough to respond to yeah yeah it's a culture issue and a manners issue yeah. maybe it's become the norm it's become yeah. acceptable isn't it that we can just go through that behavior. people are yeah you can just dispose them yeah you know, it's such a relief though when you stop doing the dating thing on dating apps and stuff like that <laughs> I found it more anxious than anything I know Ben you you just joined an app <laughs> yeah. and doing the things are we, are we really talking about <laughs> hey, you've got to be open and honest <laughs> you've got to shed that mask you've, you've got me now you got me. put you in it's a fun stage as well it's, it is it is fun i got to say I'll be open and honest about my experience with it. it it served a purpose it gave me the confidence to actually go and speak to real life people that existed in front of me yeah mm. and, and it, you know it, it, it does and it's hard to meet people in the the city in London this, we're surrounded by so many people all the time and yet you'd probably find it easier to meet someone in a small town. Well, yeah, because you only hang around with like eight people. Yeah. That's all you do. And they can't get away from you and you can see them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and weirdly, in, in the industry, it's the same. But it's it's a it's a fun and, 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 and a weird experience all the same, isn't it? It's it's My my dating life has changed a lot in, in recent years. Yeah. Back in the day, I had to be chasing something. I needed to be having feeling like there was a girl that I, I was interested mm. in and I, was, I craved it maybe it's an attention thing or I something think we now. all do there's always that one person who's on your mind more than anyone else it's, it's, yeah. I, I needed that though yeah. and without it I felt a bit lost or and actually in the last year or probably last few years mm. it's slowly changed and, and I think I've gone a lot more just sort myself out be, yeah. become the best person if I am and that right person's going to come yeah. and don't worry about the rest of it kind of and, and actually yeah. that's really liberating it's it a really is. nice you, just, you have to go through the other stuff to get Probably, to that yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. get that from the start sadly yeah yeah, yeah. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. I used to put too much value in relationships. When they would, when I would, they would end, it would yeah. be like, oh, no, I gave so much to that, and I, and I needed that so much. Yeah. Uh, somebody said something wonderful to me the other day, that a lot of people are walking around as halves trying to meet another person to make a one. Yeah. Um, what you should be is a one and a one to make a two. Yeah. Which really resonated with me because I think there's so many people trying to, oh, that person can fill the void that I, I'm, I'm missing, I'm you lacking be, in my yeah, life. Yeah, you shouldn't be filling a gap. You should be just completely be... Sort of full people. Yeah. This is why maybe meeting people when you're older is great. Yeah. I've experienced that. You've found your stuff, you know what you want, know who you are potentially to 100%. And then mm. if you find somebody that fits and you can grow together, that's possibly the best case scenario yeah. right? I always say I, I always say teammate you need to find the person who's on your team yeah. because yeah. the world is so scary and it's stress and there's always you know you're, you're hustling there's always a million things going on so you kind of want to when you go home you have that person who's who's got you who's got yeah. your back yeah. and you've got their yeah. back throughout yeah. everything and even when you are you know in a bad mood or a ranty like they, they have to love you no matter what but it's that, it's that teammate it's not someone who you know is filling a gap it's, that, it's just that person that works on your team because if they yeah. go it's you're just still you're, half yeah. again you and just find a new teammate if they go <laughs> <laughs> well, Will Smith did that incredible video didn't he did you did you guys see it we talked no. about him and his wife uh, if, if anyone if, if this yeah. is touching anyone then watch the Will Smith video um, he talked I mean, they've been together a long time and, and in, in many eyes the, the dream couple mm. right and he talked on his stories on Instagram Instagram about how he said to his wife I hope I'm not going to get this wrong yeah. when he doesn't listen to it or if he does <laughs> listen to it that's good at least um, <laughs> Hi Will <laughs> um, he talked about how him and his wife had a conversation about they, they become a bit too dependent on each other yeah. and that he needs to go and do him and sort himself yeah. out and she needs to go and do her and, and sort herself out and rather than relying on each other for happiness he needs to go and make himself happy she needs to make herself happy and they, and they come, come together and they're ultra happy together but yeah. no one's relying on anyone else yeah be happy on your own terms yeah and let someone compliment it yeah Such that, a, yeah yeah absolutely it was beautiful that's, that's yeah that. no, it was that's amazing look that. that up later yeah it's worth watching definitely I, I felt for a long time for me I was I you know I probably looked for other people to make me happy for yeah. sure oh god it goes into everything you look for anything to make you happy yeah. a job a, a, a situation financially maybe some clothes a bar watch, of chocolate a cup of tea bar of chocolate you're looking for something constantly to make you happy and and you talk about this wonderfully Ben you know happiness doesn't exist well, it, it, well, what I uh, yes, kind of <laughs> actually no. no. Happiness, happiness does. It's all exist. doom it does. and gloom. <laughs> does well, no, no, no but no, this no. is really interesting. Happiness, happiness that, uh, of course, absolutely exists. But I think there's there's two sides to happiness. There's there's internal where we we feel it for no reason. Mm. You know, you're just content with who you are. You're proud of the person you are. You're proud of of what you're giving to the world and what you're representing. And then there's external happiness that you know you have something that makes me happy. Bring yeah. that into my life, and I get a little buzz. I get you know I'm high. Yeah. But I think without the internal happiness if we keep chasing things then we keep going down to a low after because we, we, we don't have the int- we don't feel it internally so then we keep chasing something else give me something else to make me happy give me something mm-hmm. else and we end up on this sort of cycle of con- constantly chasing happiness because that's yeah. what society says we have to be yeah um so i term it ful- uh, fulfillment yeah mm. no fulfillment is kind of that internal sense you know content yeah. content yeah natural content so you're happy for no reason yeah you don't need anything you just got that sense inside you and i think that's something that we've lost actually in, in society a lot we're constantly buying make give me this to make me happy 
rather than going inside what do I need to do what behavior do I need to show the world to make myself proud yeah so that I can be happy for no reason without yeah you don't need all the material stuff it's it's feeling that comfort, isn't it? Yeah. In a way. Um, yeah. And also, we, we're never going to be the one state continuous. No. Because no. happiness is something that comes and goes. You wouldn't feel happy. If you were constantly happy, you wouldn't know what happy is, would you? you really? You, you just move the goalposts. Yeah. You just, your, your level of what you go expect. Apart. Yeah. So yeah. you have to go through. And it's. Well, you really appreciate the good times when you've had some bad times. Right? Yeah. And I, I think it's okay to feel sad. And I think sometimes we feel guilty or bad to feel sad. I'm like, feel sad, put on Jeff. Buckley and just cried, you know. Have you watched bit- me? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> ugly cry. <laughs> ugly cry. <laughs> Ten years I love a ago, bit baby. Of ugly cry. <laughs> but I just feel like sometimes if you feel sad, just go with it. And yeah. then come out of it the other side. And it's okay to feel sad, I think. And that's why I feel with, with mental health, what you guys are doing talking about it, it's so important because we're told that, oh, you know, words like depression and stuff are like bad words or mm. you're going through that it's a big thing or and and people are embarrassed to talk about things well actually it's something that we've all gone through just different levels and just different people deal with it in different ways um, and it's natural we're human beings Beings. we're going to feel as human beings I was going to say being <laughs> human <laughs> beings we're beans now are we kidney <laughs> bean whatever bean do you want to be liver bean um, no but Baked. you know we're we're human so we we have to feel sad sometimes Um, and that's okay it's like it's okay not to be okay no absolutely and that's very true yeah it's very true obviously there's different levels of mental illness etc that you can't necessarily you know get rid of uh, but there are levels of on a human level that you're going to have stressful times you know yeah uh, parents and and family members leave us and and it's bereavement and there's sad times exams can be stressful etc but i I found for me personally that when i'm in that moment of sadness or or in my case depression etc it's it's understanding that that's part of the process yeah and letting it happen let it possibly wash over and saying do you know what i'm having a bad day today i'm just going to go and do a few things and i've done it recently with my girlfriend i've gone whoa four Mm. projects i'm working on at the moment all stressful at the one time everything was wonderful a week ago but then this week ah it's all gone a bit tits up and and it came to a Saturday I went do you know what I'm going to get up I'm going to go to the gym mm-hmm. I'm going to do some cardio which yep. I never do and I'm yep. going to sweat this out I'm going to drink lots of water I'm going to walk around and I'm going to look up and I'm going to take my phone off I'm going to leave it in the locker or something and walk around outside and even if it's raining have I'm going to have two hours to myself yeah. and then I'm going to come and meet you and I'm going to talk about this and it served me the best it possibly could and everybody has their own process yeah. but I, I'm mm. f- tr- kind of finding mine mm. in that in that way and it helped me exponentially and that comes with time you know yeah. you have to find your things I, your, Ben your, and Jerry's Bridget Jones under a yeah. duvet works for me actually Bridget skip, Jones under the duvet skip, uh, yeah I'm actually her <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Renny Zellweger in, <laughs> under a duvet yeah. <laughs> But that, what's your do you, have you yeah, had I've, bad I've, moments yeah oh god loads but then you've got you've got different ways of dealing with it I for me I'm I love yoga so and actually I've started boxing recently so if you it's great for just like mm, getting out any anger one. and and actually Best ever. gives you more energy like mm-hmm. um, and it gets the adrenaline up but then, you know, I've had days, you know, when you go through like a big breakup, you call your best girlfriend, she comes over with Ben and Jerry's, you get under a duvet and you just stay there for all day. You write that cup stuff of tea, out. Have a cup of tea. That was our, I remember I used to live in um, uh, a flat uh, during uni in Dublin 
and there's about five of us living together and like whoever was going someone was going through a breakup but there's always something <laughs> it's like I'll put the kettle on I'll make tea I don't know if he even drank the tea but there was always a cup of tea in the hand yeah. so now I feel if something goes wrong I always make tea and hold tea as a comfort it just just brings comfort to me you brought us tea today tea bags yeah, yeah. you did thank you so much Irish tea bags as well yeah. but yeah but for me that in my head and do you know what it is as well I remember my aunties do it as well my mom is like the youngest of 13 children there's loads of them and their way of talking about things is I'll put the kettle on yeah, and it true. means so much more yeah. they might not know what the words to say if someone's going through a bad time if someone dies if some, like, the first thing is I'll put the, kettle, the kettle on, on. Yeah. See, girl, girls are so much better at this than, than guys and, and yeah. one this is a strange, to, some guys go to the pub sometimes and have a pint and pretend everything's fine and have a laugh about it yeah. because that's what you're meant to do yeah. um, I had a really nice situation I've got a Started a bit of a mastermind for for men. We're, we're a little group, and and, and we, we we talk a bit more openly. And um, uh, we had a message from one of the guys yesterday saying, "Guys, any tips? I'm having a bit of a shit day today. Mm-hmm. Like I, I woke up late, didn't miss my alarm, had, went to the gym, had a rubbish session, just feeling a bit down and everything. Do you guys ever have these days?" Um, and I loved getting that message from my friend because it told me he was real. You know, yeah. I, I, he the, 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 this is there's no bullshit here. He's not yeah. trying to. There's no. It's not impressing anyone. For me, that just told me he's a real man. And we had this amazing conversation. We all shared. Said, hey, we all have these days. It's natural. Sometimes we can't all like you said, Laura. You can't all be happy every day because all that happens is your expectation of what happiness just rises and rises. So it's natural. We're gonna have good days and bad days. And I think the big thing with it is not putting too much pressure on yourself and going, shit, I'm having a bad day, I'm having a bad day, I feel like there's a hate feeling like this, I can't feel like this is awful, why do I feel like no one else yeah. there having a brilliant day, no one else yeah. feels like this is awful. It's actually going, do you know what? Today's not such a bad day, I'm going to have one of those days, that yeah. ice cream, whatever it is, one of those days that just, I just get through it and I just, you know, I don't love it, it's all right, yeah. but it's the new day tomorrow and I stay on my mission and I stay on, on where I want to go and keep being the man or the girl that I want to be mm-hmm. and tomorrow's a new day and it's normal, it's being human. But what's so great is that you recognise that and what I find hard is when you see people who don't see that because, you know, I've had friends who deal with mental health in, in different levels and, and I've, sadly, in the last few years, lost friends um, through it and I just think if they, you know, if you just hold out that next day because things can get yeah. better. Yeah. But it's very hard when you're in the dark to see that. I, when I feel sad, even, I'm not talking to, like, dark levels, but sometimes you think, I don't know when I'm ever going to feel happy again and then suddenly, some, like, I don't know. My boyfriend will come home with like a Chinese takeaway. I'm like, oh, I'm happy again. It's the simple things. It's all food related. But, <laughs> it really is. But, you know, but I, you know, I I remember losing a really good colleague of mine and I remember thinking, God, if someone just walked past him and smiled at him or just did something that day, if someone just did something that day or if he just, it could be something so small, but he was just in such a dark place and maybe that's a level that I can't even comprehend. But it's just, no matter what you feel, you're not always going to feel like that. And that's, it's so great when you know and I hear you Ben talking about like you can recognise that so many people don't recognise that don't recognise that and also we all feel like that you look on Instagram which isn't real life and you're like you know I look at it going oh my god they're look at them the bikini body and they're on holidays and 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 why am I not doing that job and you're constantly doing that and then you realise half of that stuff isn't real anyway Mm because I know from what I put up I'm like I do not look like that now that's me with hair and makeup on I do not look like that now And but we have so much more, I don't know, I don't know, is it worse now? We're more open about things, but we've got a whole other level of pressures. 
it's a big comparison, isn't it? I don't know. Like everyone's comparing, everyone's seeing so much of each other that we're all comparing. Everyone's putting out their highlights. But not, yeah, it's it's hard. But then, but then people are doing things like they're putting up. You know, there's more real pictures up there, and you know, people aren't photoshopping, and 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 it's more real things. But then sometimes. I look at that be like, am I putting enough positive image stuff up there? Am I? Because sometimes I put a picture of me at, at an awards thing dressed up going, oh no, I feel like maybe that's not real. Maybe I should put up something else up there because, and then yeah. I, I've, I've got this internal kind of conflict going on in my head that is that right? Am I being responsible if I'm in the public eye to just put up the nice pictures? Should I put up more bad pictures? I don't know. But I don't yeah. want to put loads of bad pictures up either because I'm, I'm a girl. <laughs> I, I always see it as, um, if you remember those old coffee table books of pictures? Yeah. And your parents used to like handpick good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd never put bad ones in, would you? No, no. When you no. put pictures up on the wall in the yeah. house, you're not going to put a terrible, yeah. out of focus, rubbish one of yeah. you looking miserable in the morning. You're going to yeah. put your highlights up. Yeah. And it's just understanding that's, that's the case with Instagram. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's a responsibility on your shoulders and everybody's yeah. shoulders to give a re- true representation of themselves, i.e., like Photoshop and all the things. Yeah. But um, you know, if if people are are aware that it's it is kind of a reality in a snapshot. It's well, a vid- it's a picture diary. You're going to put the highlights. Did it's you fine. see? Um, have you seen that documentary Fire on Netflix? Oh, Not yeah. yet. Really want to see. I, I, it. I don't want to like ruin it. Although you know what happens. It, Spoiler alert. <laughs> it, it doesn't end well. Um, but um, <laughs> that's the reason why the hashtag ad came up because basically they paid all these gorgeous models to go out to this island, yeah. film the video, and put that out there. And that actually isn't what the festival turned out to be. Yes. Um, and then there was this question going, was it the responsibility of those models? Because they were obviously paid for this 10 minute video or whatever that or shoot that went mm. out. But was it their responsibility because the festival was nothing like that video? Because But they were just filming this ideal, this mm. ideology. Yeah. And I just found that really interesting because maybe people watching that should be like, okay, this is not real life. You're not going to go to an island where just these models are around you. Um, no. But they were saying, you know, there, there was a lawsuit going, should we sue these models? And now that's why the hashtag ad, hashtag spawn came in. But I do think we do have that responsibility ourselves to to look and be like, you can't take everything for what it is. No, absolutely. There. It's yeah. like, like Gilleste, you know, it's like, like, like. Is it, it the best a man can get? <laughs> We're not sure. <laughs> I can think of Lynx Africa. I remember like as a 16 year old, oh. that smell, every single boy smell in Lynx Africa. I was more of a Lynx Java man. Oh, really? Yeah. Did all the women just come running towards you? Uh, too much. I, I still, I still have, these hordes outside now. Uh, and I still have loads of Lynx left from when I was like a nine year old because that's all you got from your aunties. <laughs> just like Lynx. I have a body friend. Wash, I'm going to say his name. His name is Jason and uh, he lives in New York and he's Irish but he gets his wife every time she comes back here for work to, to buy all the Lynx Africa because it's his favourite smell oh you kidding he's me. like in his 40s he loves it's it it's not even antiperspirant it's not, no it's, it's a like body a body spray. spray I don't know what it does <laughs> anyway we're not endorsing <laughs> no, any we're not. other body sprays that are available <laughs> I think something I really wanted to say <laughs> on that last thing we've really thrown you off with I witty banter haven't we sorry what? I just thought that was so funny that he gets it brought over but the responsibility of you know advertising etc which yeah. we to go back to the Gillette thing it's, it's it's a responsibility and I think advertising instead of people saying just buy this this is wonderful you need it you know like uh, fitness instructors saying are you do you look like this mm-hmm. now you shouldn't look like that I can help you look like this it's you know there's a responsibility with everybody selling anything I, yeah I totally agree um, yeah. and, I, and I think the Gillette thing stirred up a lot of emotion with yeah. a lot of men especially yeah. was like was, whoa just yeah. sell me razor man yeah I just want I just want I want to see the glossy stuff and yeah and I think that's 
it's important to have an element of aspiration yeah. on social media and yeah. like don't feel afraid to put up a picture of you at the NTAs yeah, looking thanks. great because we all know that I people... put up a picture but I was waiting for the train so I was keeping it a bit real you are you, are, you, are, you do that very well you do it very well subliminal realness but you know people know out there that if I post a picture of me from a red carpet I don't necessarily want to it's whoever's given me the suit that's <laughs> yeah, like, I want the suit for free yeah, exactly no no just lent it to me we never get to keep these things do we you know that's a reality that's just the way it is yeah. you know don't take it too seriously and you know what going back to what you said if somebody says something don't say to fuck off just block them just block them just block them man. yeah although I do like Roisin <laughs> look at her Twitter it's great is it great and I and know, it depends on who it, for, yeah if, if for me I can get into circles of I can get wound up and I yeah. can get into arguments with people especially in, in the dawning age of politics and polarity yeah. of that you know you look through underneath Sky News eight people died on a boat re- uh, fleeing Syria and you've got people underneath going good Oh, I don't I know just... what's wrong with the world when you say that. Mm. That's I've, when the world's I gone don't mad. Think and I and people. I and I have to just block. I have to even if yeah. I don't even engage with them. I don't want to see that stuff. No. Yeah, it's not their political opinion. It's just bad people. Yeah, well, that's, just that's, block it. That's fair, isn't it? You, you know, that's this is your di- what we consume is our diet. You know, reading these comments, if we, we don't need to see. You get to choose. You get to choose exactly. what you see. You, you get get to choose, to choose like who you follow. Yeah. Um, what I suppose when you go on Twitter, what media outlets you follow, yeah. what yeah. newspaper you pick up and read. You, you get to choose that so it is it is hard though because we are human so you will look at like comments and what people will say yeah. totally um, 100% and, and it can be quite an obsessive thing but yeah. the understanding that it's not real and yeah. these people might not necessarily mean it yeah you know if, they, if it, but, it hurts block I just block think block it. it but there's nothing wrong with also um, respond a smart response I think about I, <laughs> I always never respond the minute you see it think about it for a day or two Sleep on it. Sleep on it. And any that's an argument for life for everything. If you can try and have a cup of tea and sleep have on a it. cup. Of t- put the kettle on. Put the kettle on. Bed. And then that's all you got to do. <laughs> you don't even have to have the tea. Just put the kettle on. <laughs> so, so on I, that on that point, it's you know what, what, when you're seeing these comments on Twitter. This affects our own mindset. You know, I, I see diet a whole lot more than just what you eat. You know, that's that's the fuel that we put inside of us. Yeah. But everything we read, everything we listen, the everything we listen to, every conversation we have, the papers, the news, everything that we're consuming. Yeah. Whether our eyes, with our senses, this is for me all part of our diet. Yeah. And food obviously has one one aspect of, of, of results on, on 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 who we are, but the news, everything that that, that we're consuming, will have an effect on our well. Food will, will be will go internally, mm. but the, the the stuff that we read will, will affect our thoughts and how mm. we how we what we what we project to the world. So when we're reading, if we're con- constantly consuming this anger of people saying "fuck off" and whatever, yeah. and, uh, all this horrible conversation, it will go into our head, and we will we will consume that, and it probably won't come out in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're consuming lots of kindness and compassion and empathy, then we'll start to project that out. And I think our diet needs to be looked at a, a lot more than just what we put inside the food. It's everything that we consume. Oh, by the way, there was a little growl then. That wasn't that was Laura. Me, yeah. that's, that's Mick, Matt, Laura's dog. I brought dog. my dog. Uh, you, uh, we'll put it on. We'll put does, pictures does Mick. Does Mick disagree? Is yeah. that what? I think Mick just feels he hasn't contributed a lot to this conversation yet. <laughs> and he didn't get a cup of tea, so oh, poor he's Mick. not very happy. Mick has contributed very well to our mental health in having him he's sit great, on a lap. I will say that about pets and stuff as yeah. well. I think even having... I've had Mick for four years now. Um, and I do bring with him... I bring him on a lot of shoots... Um, and I do think having, if you're a dog person, I highly recommend it. They bring lots of love to your life. Really what, do, what does the dog bring for you? Um, he can never leave me. <laughs> 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 um, 
I don't know, maybe a calmness, even though he's quite hyperactive and just love. And then also, I think, responsibility, too. I you know, I remember when I first moved to London and, you know, working with MTV and it's, you know, you're constantly out and there's a million things going on and there's gigs. And it just kind of, I had this other living thing that I need to look after um, and take care of. Um, and then I get so much love in return. Uh, lots and lots of love. Unconditional love. Unconditional yeah. love. The loyalty is special, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. incredible. Whatever, I know it's a cliche, but you walk in the door and you've done whatever through the day. The dog comes in and doesn't care one bit yeah. what it is. It just likes you. It just wants, wants attention. But yeah. Um, yeah, and very calming as well. So, And I always I always love, the, like, when I brought him to you guys today, this is the response. The minute he comes into the room, it's like, ah! Oh, well, I'm getting used to that because Alan, my dog, is I love loved, that he's called Alan. He's loved more than me. Yeah, like I yeah. walked into work and they're like, "Woo, fuss, 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 fuss." Yeah. I'm like, "What about me?" I know. Or if you don't bring what? the dog, and they're like, uh, "Where's the dog?" Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I wish you were bringing Alan today. I was like, "No, it's me. Are you Be happy to see me?" Are you going to change your Instagram from Matt Johnson just Alan the dog? Matt, that- Matt Alan. <laughs> Other brands are available. <laughs> um, yeah, my middle name is 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 actually Alan. Yeah. So it kind yeah, of works. It, it, oh, it fits. Nice. Doesn't it? It's meant to be. It is meant um, to be. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 we always ask a question at the end of every podcast. Um, but in your case, um, because there's not one specific moment, which is lovely, because yeah. uh, you know we've had people on who who can go back to their younger self when yeah. they were in the, the darkest phase of depression or anxiety or addiction, etc. But it's been wonderful to have a lovely discussion about mental health with mm. you and seeing and hearing your opinions on it and ho- hopefully opening up a conversation. So uh, instead of going back to one specific moment in your life, yeah. Um, advice as an ambassador for UNICEF, um, if you could give anybody uh, some advice who's woken up today who's listening to this podcast right now that's feeling down depressed or having a bad day with their mental health what would you give as a little bit of advice apart from just getting the kettle on it gets better time and that's something that's been said to me through like big things have happened in my life where I've been down or upset and through breakups through and you just think people say oh it'll get better over time and you're like screw that (laughs) but it does it gets better and there's something really comforting the fact that we all go through shit yeah. and reach out because I remember I remember once going through this massive breakup and I was doing live television at the time and I was like oh my god why has this happened to me and you kind of think you're the only person who's ever gone through a breakup and like, but not like this breakup this is like a different type of breakup than anyone else has gone through and I have to you know put on my makeup and get on TV and pretend everything's okay and I remember feeling so low because I had to, I was trying to pretend I was okay and I had to have this front and I actually now I look back going I didn't have to pretend but at the time I felt like the only way I could get through was pretending I was okay and it was only like months afterwards going I was not okay during that time at all um, and everyone would say oh no it'll get better over time and I just was like yeah 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 it does and then talking to other people and being like oh you went through that as well and we're all the same and we all we may react in different ways and we're all unique in our own way but when I break it down you know you know take all our clothes off we may look different bodies and different shapes but we are all the same um and I found great comfort so no matter what you're going through right right now someone else has felt that way too and they've got through it so you can as well and don't ever be ashamed because I remember being really embarrassed by how sad I felt because I shouldn't have felt sad because everyone's saying you know your, your career is going great and and I, I remember so stupid I remember my way of dealing with it was getting dressed up and going out uh, I remember watching actually the end of the Katy Perry documentary. Did you see that part of me? And she was going through a massive breakup and tears and 
she was about to go on stage and she went just put the makeup on and she just put the smile on and she was broken inside and that's how I got through it but I didn't really deal with it at the time Uh, eventually it will catch up with you but um I just felt I had to pretend that that I was okay but after a while it gets better and we all go through it Time is a healer, isn't it? Time is a healer. And the, it's great. And the mask can only work for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And people deal with things differently. You know, some people go with like, you know, drugs, which drink, which isn't the ideal sports. Like I think find find your thing that gets you through. And and you know what? Friends for me was a big thing. That that friends coming over with ice cream and sitting on the sofa and just listening to you whinge. <laughs> and it's yeah. is brilliant. <laughs> find some good good, good friends you good know people. reach, reach your, and reach out find your tribe find your tribe um, that's where we've got back to isn't it yeah. find yeah. your tribe Always find your tribe Laura Whitmore you are an absolute babe thank you so much thank for coming thank you in. so much for having me and my dog uh, it's an absolute pleasure um, is there anything you're up to at the moment that you want to plug oh cool um, well I'm doing the BAFTAs yeah. um, you can find out about what I wear uh, or who I possibly am dating um, from cares. the Daily Mail <laughs> <laughs> and not about any of the work that I do um, and, and there won't be any upskirts <laughs> this year there will not and if they do we can sue Laura, can you believe that was okay I'm sorry I'm just going to go back to that can you believe it's crazy that papers were allowed to print pictures of girls skirts no what I really the can't hell? Anyway. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Laura Whitmore, I love the work that you're doing with UNICEF and just being a bloody ray of sunshine wherever you go. Thank you so and much. Both for of you as well. Congratulations you, on the podcast. It's incredible. Aww, thank, thank you, you for done. being part of it. Ooh. Let's go and have a cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. I'll put the kettle on. <laughs> oh, there we have it. That, my friends, was Laura Whitmore. And Ben, that was something lovely, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. She, she's a, such a kind lovely warm person isn't she she hasn't necessarily gone to the depths but she just has a really lovely way of just wanting to be nice and be just very honest and open and just a just a genuinely lovely person yeah i, I think she's she's also very um high spirited she's she's feisty she has lots of opinions she could talk for hours about her about her beliefs and i think you know what she said about being a role model and and who she had as role models growing up and and how we value ourselves and we should all be responsible for the words that come out of our mouth i think a lot of people could uh, actually resonate well with her and and maybe you see laura whitmer on on the tv and you see the here in magazines and, and i hope there's a different side to it now that people have seen which is this lovely warm and considerate and kind and compassionate person definitely yeah it's not an act is it this is that that's, no that's her real way um but i like i love the way as well she t- said to us about how you know she she has down days yeah. you know it's it's natural to feel sadness you know it's not all about happiness all day every day you know and i think we can get caught up thinking these people live the dream lives every day mm. and it's not they have their own challenges although it's not she doesn't go through depression or any of these you know very challenging things and she's been very lucky in that respect she still has tough days yeah just like everyone else and that's okay it's normal as she said it's a human being yeah and it's it's okay not to be okay which is where we come back to a lot isn't it, it is. and we all go through it we all find our processes and i hope you got something from that uh, listener and i hope uh, you find your process trust the process and uh, I hope that you'll be checking us out on our Instagram, which is at The Naked Professors, and on Twitter, the TMP Podcast. And as well, Ben, what do they do on the podcast? They they they, they subscribe. Yeah, they like. they like. Do they like? They like. Do they? Uh, yeah, they like. They like. Okay. Subscribe. And they comment, they, review, they rate, they review, they rate. Yeah, oh, they're doing all sorts. They do so many things. Right, <laughs> is rate, subscribe. And comment. And we, do you know what? Actually, we can say this. We, Tell we, your friends. We've had some great, um, some some really lovely comments and some lovely ratings. We yes. can have one bad rating, 
Yeah, it. we did have one bad we rating on it, and you need to know this, everybody <laughs> this, out there. Who was this bad this, rating this from, is, Ben? I mean, I mean, look, this is probably bad. This is karma, probably, because I was on the phone to my mum saying, "Come on, mum, share the love. Give us, give us a five star." And she's, and we're t- I'm talking her through it. She's not the best on phones, so um, she was, oh, "What do I do with this one? I'm not sure where I am." Da, da, da. And I was like, "Mum, just, just press the five stars." And she goes, "Oh, oh, uh, three. I've done three stars." <laughs> so I think from what I saw, we had a load of five stars. And then my mum's three-star rating. Do you know what? I love that. That's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful story. So please, try and give us more than three stars if you yeah. do listen. Yeah. And tell your friends. Spread the word. We've had, a, we've had a great time so far recording these podcasts. And so may it rain. Thank you very much for your comments. Thank you for being interactive. And thank you for listening. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. And we look forward to sharing the next episode next Monday. <laughs>